I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. And welcome once again to another episode of the Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen podcast. And every week, Maureen and I mix it up talking about things that, well, sometimes we pull off the top of our heads. And sometimes we pull it out of somewhere else. And very often it is straight from the heart and occasionally even straight from the hip and this week (laughs) on mixing it up with pete maureen we have our first guest and our returning guest and that is uh, our good friend mike barker who is our uh, resident game show expert mike welcome back to the show you know it's an honor to be here for a second time you're the first guest that we've had twice Uh, (laughs) you know that is high honor it really is. Thank you. It Thank really you. is. Mike was with us. If you want to go back and get to know more about Mike and hear his previous show, it's episode number 23. This is episode number 50 already, Mike. So every 25 episodes, you'll be back. Every 25 episodes, yeah. you'll be back. Yeah. And uh, episode 23, which has a date of June 29th, 2020. And we talk about game shows and we talked a lot about the prices, right? Uh, I want to point out here at the start of the show that uh, Mike and I are both employed by iHeartMedia, which is a broadcasting company. The opinions that we express on this program do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, any of its companies, or broadcasting stations. Also, uh, Mike is not employed in the television industry. We're going to be talking today a lot about Jeopardy. Mike is not employed by the production company that makes Jeopardy. Uh, Mike does have some contacts behind the scenes at the show, and anything that he shares with us on this podcast today is with permission. So That's correct. Yep. I, think, I think we've made the legal department happy yes. now. Yes. No knocks on the door yet, so we're good. <laughs> what I want to ask you, Mike, is before we get into talking about Ken Jennings, uh, what do you think it is that made Alex Trebek so beloved? Because in the decades of television game shows and quiz shows, we've seen hosts come and go by the score. And some of them got to be really household words, like Bob Barker, like Pat Sajak. But there is something about Alex Trebek that made him very beloved to what I call Jeopardy Nation. And what, what do you think that was? I think just how genuine the man was, honestly, longevity. I mean, he did 36 and a half years of Jeopardy. And the dedication that that man had, and we discussed in the previous podcast of what a Jeopardy taping day is like, and I'll explain that again later. But the fact that he was so dedicated to his craft I mean, he didn't start off as Alex Trebek. If you watch some of the first couple episodes of Jeopardy, Mm -hmm. the first couple seasons for that matter, it wasn't the Alex Trebek that we grew to know and love. No, it was a very game show kind of delivery. That very almost stereotypical game show host. Right, like those toys we had when we were kids, like Mr. Game Show. Hey there, hi there, ho there. That's kind of what Alex was from 84 I'd say probably till maybe even 1990. The first five seasons weren't exactly, you know, classic Alex Trebek. He developed into the guy he was, much like Bob Barker did on The Price is Right. Um, you know, Bob was always good. Alex was always good. But they developed their their special gift that they had where they made the contestants the stars. It wasn't about them. It was about the show. Both Bob and Alex had that same mindset where they had to make the the, the contestants the stars of the show. And Alex went one step above that. He made the clues. He made the, the, the questions. 
You know, he made sure he he wrote the he read the clues of the exact way they should be read to give the player the best shot to get the question right. And he spent so much time. I mean, Pete and Maureen, he would get there at six o'clock in the morning for a taping day. And, you know, for the first hour and a half, he would basically go over, you know, answer mail. And then from like 7.30 until 9, he would go over every single clue of the five shows they taped that day. 61 clues a show, 60, um, 30 for Jeopardy round, 30 for Double Jeopardy, and the one final Jeopardy. He would go over each methodically and just rewrite everything, anything he had a question about. He would rewrite it. 300, that's, you know, do the math. It's it's 61 times five shows. That's 305 clues yeah. that he had to go over each and every day. And also get all of those sometimes tricky pronunciations. Correct. Correct. And, and he would sit there in his office from during this time. It would take him 90 minutes from 730 till 9 to do this. He would go over that and he would sit there. He would record himself and he would make sure he got it right. Then at 9 o'clock, he would go to the producer's meeting. He'd meet with the executive producer and the writers. And any issue he had, he would discuss it with the producers. And most of the time, they sided with him. We know what Alex Trebek wanted, Alex Trebek got. Because of the fact he's Alex Trebek and the fact he put so much work into it. And did he speak a lot of languages? Because his pronunciation was very good. I think he, I know he spoke three but I've heard reports that he spoke multiple. Yeah, I know he that. spoke French because he, he was Canadian. Yes, that's correct. Because yeah. he was those French, he would almost show off with oh. some of those French pronunciations. There, there was a clue last. Um, there was a clue once. I was like, I couldn't say that if I tried ten times. I couldn't get it the way. And he gets it. The the beauty of it is he, the fact he practiced it. The fact he went over the clues. It's what made him so great because very few times did he have to redo a clue. Did he have to go in after the show and redo it? You know, and, and, and that's what made him special. I mean, there's so many things, but I just think more than anything else, it was his professionalism, his dedication to his craft, and the respect that when he walked into a room, you know, people were like, wow. Yeah. Because of the fact you earn respect. It's not given, you earn it, and he earned it. And I think that's the biggest part. And I think his transparency. Yes. You know, when he got the cancer diagnosis, he didn't hide it. He came out and said, I have a diagnosis. It's a bad diagnosis. This is going to be tough, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it everything that I've got. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to keep fight working. it to the end. Yep. And even when he was making a, a terrible announcement to the world, he said, I have to. I mean, my contract runs through 2022. Right. Right. You know, he found a way to make it, you know, make it a little lighter, a little bit lighter. And, you know, he was always like that, though. Anytime he had an issue, I mean, he, he was always like that. And, not everybody's like that. It's, it's just part of this charm. So now the search for the new host is underway. And Maureen, you had a, a good question. Yeah. I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit when you talked about Alex Trebek's day. But is that something um, that would be required of a new host to put in those kind of hours? Or is that something that was that a purely Alex thing? What do you think they're looking for in a new host as far as what their day is going to be like, what's required of them? Well, the Jeopardy taping day uh, under Alex Trebek, um, the, the shows, they tape five shows a day. Alex would get there at 6 o'clock, as I said. He would answer viewer mail from 6 to 7.30. He would um, go over the clues from 7.30 to 9, have a production meeting from 9 to 10.30. The first show of the day would tape at precisely 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock on the button, the, the theme music would go, and the first show would go. And the generally, Jeopardy tapings were in real time. So it would take 30, 35 minutes, depending on 
commercials and, and stuff like that. And then he would get about a 10 to 15 minute break. And then he and the returning champion would change clothes, do the whole thing over again at, at 12 o'clock. And then they do the show 1230, 1235, 15-minute break, show number three at 1 o'clock. They'd change clothes. Then they would take a break at 1.30, from 1.30 to 2.45. Then at 3 o'clock would be the fourth show of the day. And then at 4 o'clock was the fifth show of the day. So Alex Trebek, during this whole thing, when he was fighting stage 4 cancer, arrived at the studio at 6 o'clock in the morning. He left at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So he was putting in 11-hour days and he had very little time in between. And how many days a week do they tape? They tape four days a month, two days a week, generally back-to-back. It's usually, it used to be on a Tuesday and Wednesday, but towards the end of Alex's tenure, it was Monday and Tuesday, and they kind of balanced it around his chemo schedule. Uh, but they generally do two, day, two taping days a week, five shows each day. As far as what they're looking for in a new host, I don't know at this point what Ken does as far as when he gets there and what he does, if he put the same dedication into Alex, my guess is yes, because Ken is, um, well, he's a historian of Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. He takes it as seriously as Alex did. And I imagine he probably does the same thing. He probably followed Alex's lead and he kind of gives me the impression, and I'll be curious to see what you think, you guys think about this, that he's not trying to mimic Alex, but he's taking Alex's style and he's trying to slightly implement his own style, but use the Alex Trebek hosting method. Right, kind of like the best of Alex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this for sure. The taping schedule is not changing. There's taping two shows, uh, five shows a day, and they're taping every uh, every other week. Have, they have two taping days. Ken Jennings has already put uh, six weeks into the can. So we're going to have Ken for five more weeks after we, the week we just had. And then, um, so those shows are already done. This week, I understand they're taping two shows, two weeks worth of shows with the executive producer, Mike Richards. Um, And the reason they're doing that, not because Mike is necessarily eager for airtime, it's because they're trying to get the future guest host time to become acclimated Mm -hmm. with with what's going to be happening. So Mike Richards will be going into the studio this week, Monday and Tuesday, I believe, and he's going to be recording two weeks worth of shows. And then up after that, it'll be Katie Couric. And she's she's signed for one week. So at least for now, it's one week. So those are the next couple. Now, Mike Richards is the executive producer of the show. And it was Mike Richards that we saw uh, on that first episode uh, after Alex had, had passed. And they did the insert at the beginning where, where Mike had told us that, that Alex had, had passed and kind of broke the news to, to the audience. Uh, he is the executive executive producer exactly what does the executive producer do on the show i get the feeling that he's kind of like the big boss man he is he is he he oversees the entire operation um he's in charge of basically everybody he's everybody's boss yeah and it's you know he's in charge of the 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 pre-show tapings he's in charge of the during show tapings and he basically oversees the whole operation as far as budget as far as contestant coordinators, he just oversees everything. And he, he has a good background in it. I mean, he was previously the executive producer of The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal. And depending on your, your, your frame of mind, you could say, well, I think, he, I think he did good or I think he did bad. I'm kind of, I think he did good on Let's Make a Deal and not so good on Price is Right. Um, but he was, you know, talk about a guy who really stretched his limits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't question the guy's work ethic because... He was executive producing two shows at the same time. 
and they were two morning ga- uh, game shows for for Fremantle Media. So the guy has you know a, a tremendous amount of talent. I think the show is okay with him. And he's been a game show host himself. Is that he correct? He has. He has. Uh, the, the name of the the one show escapes me, but he was also the his uh, he was best known for the very short run of Pyramid when Pyramid first came back in 2002 or 2003 he briefly hosted it was only on game show network he did a good job with it i mean he's got personality you'll see it in a you'll see it in about six weeks on jeopardy i I think he's going to be okay um but one thing and going back to your original question maureen about mike richards mike richards had a tremendous amount of respect for for alex trebek and i don't know if you guys know this if you've heard it i don't know how much you heard but alex trebek always used to joke about who he wanted to replace him mm-hmm. with. And he'd always say, Betty White. <laughs> yeah. He said he wanted somebody younger. <laughs> Which I believe Betty White's birthday is this weekend. She's yeah, 99. 99. 99. God 99. bless her. God bless her. Um, so Alex, he wants, he did never really put his hand in the pot as who he wanted to replace him. He did drop hints, though. He wants it to be a woman. So, you know, Mike Richards, with the amount of respect he has for Alex, my gut feeling is that he may try to fulfill that. Mm. And again, this is coming from me. This is not from anybody, uh, anybody I know on the show, because quite, quite frankly, there have been no decisions made on that level. There, they have a, a list of four or five people that are going to be guest hosting, and there's about four or five more they're negotiating with to get them through to the end of the season. Nothing is going to be determined until the end of this season. The end of the season, as far as production goes, is middle of April. The Jeopardy season will go to the end of July. So the new season, season 38, which will debut in September, is not going to start filming until mid to late July. So we're not going to know anything probably till the summer mm-hmm. as far as the decision they made. And, I, you know... But now the the list of potential co-hosts of stand-in hosts that I've heard. Katie Kirk is the only woman that I've heard on that list. So far. So far. So far. I, there was also something on the internet. And of course, if it's on the internet, it's true. Uh, Mayim Bionic. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Blossom. That's, that's true. Yeah, she's best known for Blossom. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And, uh, and the Big Bang Theory. Yes, yes. When I when I saw the name, I was like, who? I mean, I, I forgot who she was. And I said that I looked her up and I was like, oh, yes, of course. I remember there. So, yeah, she's going to be doing it. I believe she's like fourth or fifth in line to do it, but she's going to be hosting a week along with Aaron Rodgers. And I believe Now, Aaron Rodgers is whom? He's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, that shows what I know about football. So yeah. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's not going to be taping because his team is still alive. In okay. The, in the, well, at least as we record this, um, he's his team is still alive. They play tonight as we record this, but he's not going to be recording until later on in the, in the recording session because he still has his own job to do. But he is on the list as confirmed. And there's another guy, the correspondent from 60 Minutes, Bill Whitaker. He's also on the list as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, out of those people that we've heard, you know, I think Ken Jennings and Katie Couric would be the two I would watch out for. I think um, I love Maya Bialik, but she's going to have to bring a non-sitcom persona with her to the show and she is dr mayim bialik mm-hmm. she has a degree in neuroscience i believe it she is does, yep and i mean she's practically a surgeon mm-hmm. and so she is an extremely intelligent woman and i think she's going to kind of need to bring that part of mayim bialik to the podium mm-hmm. 
Now, you, you and Maureen are both longtime Jeopardy fans, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You've been watching for, for how long? Forever. I mean, like, I even watched it back in uh, when Art Fleming had it, you yeah. know, so I, I love that show. And, and that is, same with me. I remember the first board game I ever got was from my grandmother, and it was Jeopardy, the Jeopardy board game. It just came out. This was like in the mid-80s. And, you know, the questions I the questions are the questions. I, you know, I wasn't very good at it back then. But I was always fascinated with the show. And the, the, the point of this is that so many of the Jeopardy loyal fans and true, if I could steal a Price is Right term, are people that have been watching the show for not, not, not days, not months, not years, but decades. Hmm. And I think the fact that that is the case, you know, I think they're going to try to keep things as stable as they can. There's not much they can change with Jeopardy. It is what it is. The price is right. They can change all different things. They bring new games in. They bring new camera shots in. They bring um, you know new, new set designs. They can do all that. Jeopardy, they can change the setup a little bit, and I'm fairly certain they're going to do that. Um, that's Mike Richards' style mm. um, at some point. Um, maybe not all at once, but I think under his, we're going to see a new, a new set in the not-too-distant future. Um, but this show is going to stay the same. I, I wouldn't expect radical changes because it is what it is. It's, it's Jeopardy. It's double jeopardy. It's final jeopardy. So I don't think a lot of people are worried about, well, Mike Richard did this to the price is right. He did this to let's make a deal. He can't really do much to no, jeopardy. It's kind of apples and oranges. Right. It is. The only thing I really hope is that they don't dumb it down. Because yeah. I think that will ruin the show. You know, it, 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 the degree of difficulty of the questions are, is part of the game. It is. Yeah. And I've seen far too many game shows when they revamp it like uh, Family Feud, for example, all, all of a sudden they have to take the, the low low sense of humor and be a little bit risque and mm. just just to get a laugh. Yeah. And they turn it into a, yeah. a, a farce. I would say I would don't see that. Don't dumb it down, mm. and also don't become infatuated with celebrity contestants. Right. Because you know, now they're doing a celebrity uh, wheel of fortune, and I don't like it. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it's, it's like enough already. I want to see real people playing the game, not celebrities. Because again, I think, uh, as Maureen said, on so many of these shows, when they do a celebrity week, they even dumb it down for the celebrities because you can't have the celebrities looking Oh, bad. there's no question. I mean, that, that, that year, I don't know, it was that year they, they taped in Washington, they had all the, um, the political reporters and the, the TV reporters on. I mean, I got, that was, the, that was my most successful week ever answering questions for the, for the shows. And, you know, I generally, out of 60 clues, I probably get maybe 20 right, maybe 15 out of 20, 15 or 20 out of 60. Mm. So, I mean, that's not a great percentage, but it's, you know, the, the questions are hard. And, and one thing about Jeopardy is, and, 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 and my friend on the show is is an example of this, you know, they've been on the show. I mean, once you get a job on Jeopardy, you're there for a long time. I mean, they, they've had the same staff for a long time. What happens now, I mean, I don't know exactly with, you know, what they're going to try to do or if they try to do anything, but they've had the same writers, they've had the same producers, they've had the same contestant coordinators. It's like a family there. Yeah. So, you know, I can't... More recently, a new director, because the previous director retired. Correct. So, and, Clay and Jacobson is directing correct, now. Correct. And Harry Friedman was the executive producer of both Wheel and Jeopardy, and he retired. This is Mike Richards' first year. Talk about... You know, uh, you know, walking it, yeah, walking yeah. into a buzzsaw. Right. I mean, he walks into Alex Trebek's cancer diagnosis, and towards the end of his Harry Friedman's run, that's when Alex made the announcement. Season thirty-six was 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 Mike Richards' first year, and you know, nothing's changed. Nothing changed. And again, it's it's, it's the fact: will things change ever so slightly? Will we ever see it? The changes. 
I mean, I, I just can't imagine it's anything like the price is right where it becomes dumbed down. I just can't. Yeah. The only thing they can do is, like Maureen said, would be change the questions or make the questions you know, more adaptable that a younger crowd can understand instead of, you know, an older generation, you know, because there are a lot of those questions I have no idea about. Well, and conversely, we've, we've often watched and we're like, how do they not know that? And people go, they're too young. Yeah. You know, like uh, some of the, the music things and, and even just some of the uh, yeah. just general yeah. early, knowledge Early questions. TV questions and things and um, early movie questions, but they have no, no record, no... no relationship to that at all no i mean uh, there was there was one there was one uh, there was one show i'd say probably last season the, the topic was football oh and, that was funny and, and nobody knew any of them and then alex in a typical alex wit was oh, i see you're not big football fans eh? <laughs> just for the heck of it let's yeah. let's go for a thousand you know <laughs> uh, if anybody gets yes. this i will die yes exactly <laughs> i mean exactly and, and, and those are the things i mean Alex wasn't overly funny with his jokes, but he did it in such a way that, you know, it was funny. Yeah, like, he was dry. He was. He was dry, and he knew how to play up a line. And he wasn't funny often, but when he was, it was really funny. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's the that's the genius of it, because he's not uh, known as a comedian. And a, so when something funny comes out, it's hysterically funny because it's so out of character. Like it the is. time he came out in his boxer shorts. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was hysterical. I, I got to tell you, though, um, with his with his um, interviews, that the, after the first commercial and they come back and they interview the contestants, mm-hmm. he was masterful, masterful at that. And it was like, you know, what, the, what people may or may not know is that the contestants submitted four stories of potential ones that Alex could talk to them about during that contestant segment. The contestants had no idea which one Alex was going to choose. Right. So Alex was good, and he, he, that's another thing he did pre-show. He would look at it, he'd choose one for each contestant, and he would have his questions well thought out. The one criticism I have of Ken Jennings is that, you know, his his interviews that he does with the contestants aren't as, I don't know, they're they're, they're kind of like borderline awkward. Yes. You know, I I think that's the only issue I had with Ken after one week is that the he, there was one guy who had a, a rare type of flu, and then the guy comes down he had horse hoofs on. He, I saw that the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. I don't understand. I, I I didn't understand the. I mean, I know the guy was trying to be funny, but you know, I, I didn't get it. And and Ken just didn't roll with it as well as I hoped he would. But besides that, Ken's dead on, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I really liked. I I wanted him when we. I know you did. When we last talked about you know who the potential successor would be, yeah. that was my first you did. choice. Yeah. You, he, you also predicted he would win turn the, the greatest of all time. Yes. You did. He is yeah. the sentimental crowd favorite, no question. as they say, to no become question. permanent host. Does he even want to be a permanent That's host? That's the thing. I mean, you, if, he, he has gone from yes to no to maybe so. I mean, he's he said yes and no, and he said maybe all in three different interviews. This is pre-Alex's death. You know, and when they were talking about future host of Jeopardy, you know, I heard him say yes, I've heard him say no, I've heard him say He'd have to think about it. Well, now I mean, I, I wonder if there's a danger because he's he's not only now on Jeopardy, he's on Masterminds, and he's also on the Chaser the new version of the Chase. Yeah, or the Chase. Yeah. Is he going to get overexposed, and will that hurt Jeopardy? Yeah, does it hurt the Jeopardy brand? Mm, that's an interesting question. I mean, you could you know the first name that comes to mind with that is Ryan Seacrest. 
I mean, Ryan Seacrest is on live with Kelly and Ryan. He hosts American Top 40. He's got his own production company. He hosts American Idol. New Year's Rock and Eve. New Year's Rock and Eve. So, I mean, he's he spreads himself very wide as well. My my guess is if Ken decides to go all in on this, I I, I think that he would probably give up everything else. Yeah. I mean, but, he's almost going to have to, 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 yeah, I to mean, do the justice to the job. Yeah. I mean, in Jeopardy tape schedule, they tape four days a month. So they... You know, theoretically, he could do other things, but um, would would they want him to do that? That's the question. And the thing, the thing is, with this shows that he is doing, they're all trivia based, so it is. It's not as diverse as say Ryan Seacrest, who's doing a, a you know variety show. He's doing production. He's doing different things. The things that Ken has been doing are all very similar in in the knowledge base that's required and his his uh answering questions and things like that so i think it's it on that there's a danger of it being too similar yeah i agree i agree and and like i said i i just think my my gut feeling and this is straight up my own opinion my straight up feeling on this i don't think we've seen the future host yet I don't. I don't think we've seen the permanent. That's host. A, that's an interesting observation. I, I mean, I, I I hope I'm wrong. So you're so you're thinking it's not going to be Jennings. My personal feeling is the right. next the next time that we do this, um, we're going to be talking about a new Jeopardy host that is not Ken Jennings, mm. and that is, that is strictly my opinion. It is it's nothing that I know from the studio. It is strictly my opinion. Now, if you look at the way he hosted the show. I mean, he comes out, he's, you know, he thanks Johnny just like Alex did, and, you know, his monologue at the beginning of the show, and the way he delivers the questions, and then the way the answer, the, the contestant answers, he goes, good. You know, he goes, the little Alex Trebek-isms that Ken obviously picked up. I am glad. I mean, on show one with Ken Jennings, I remember he walks out onto the set, and he actually looked a little terrified Right? Did, did you get that feeling? Yeah, he did. And then he gave that lovely opening monologue where he kind of choked up a little bit. He did. About Alex. And then the second night, he said a little something about Alex. The third night, I think he said a little something about Alex. And it wasn't until Thursday night that he didn't mention Alex at the beginning of the show. And I think that that was a good idea. You had to, you have to acknowledge the loss that we fans felt. And do that in one or two, maybe three shows. But now we're at, at the point where we have to move on. Yeah, where the show has to move on. And after the third show is when they have their lunch break. So, yeah. so I have a feeling that they probably said something to him saying, okay, now this, you know, this is just the way we're going to go with the monologue. And, yeah. But he's still saying at the end of the at show. At the end, thank you, thank Alex. Thank you, Alex. And, and that's think, okay. And, of course, they still have that, that, that nice bumper at the yeah. end of the show remembering yeah. alex and i guess they'll do that at least for the remainder of this season they may drop it next season yeah but i think it's probably in there for the remainder of this i would season. imagine yeah i would imagine so i mean it, it's i mean i was just very impressed i mean i think ken should be the host i mean i saw enough this week to say he's the guy you know i'm on the fence and maureen has heard me say this because mm -hmm. when when we knew about alex's illness we immediately, as fans, started talking about, well, we kind of know where this is going to go, and barring a miracle. Well, I remember the conversation we had right? in the hallway at work. Right. Yeah. We, you and I had discussed it many times. Yep. Uh, and Maureen would say, Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's, he's synonymous with the show, but he's, he's kind of funny looking. <laughs> Alex Trebek 
was a handsome man. And he was one of these men who I think had the blessing that as he got older, he became even more handsome. And younger. He looked younger as he got older. You know, so, you know some guys look handsome in their younger days, and then they, they kind of look bad as they get older. Like me, I get better every year. Well, of course you do. So do you, Maureen. Oh, thank you. And, and that's why we have you back, Mike. Yes. <laughs> See, folks, that's the secret of coming back with Maureen and Pete. Compliment the heck out of them. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I really do think that, you know, a- Alex looked great on camera. Uh, Jennings is, is kind of looks like an elf to me. And the other thing is, Alex had this wonderful voice. He had a broadcaster's voice. Mm-hmm. Jennings is kind of hoarse. He's got that. And I, I find it hard to listen to him for a half hour. And sometimes I, I think even some of his, uh, some of the presence in things that he says, some of the clarity gets lost in, in the sound. And I'm like, what, what did he say? What did he say? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. I mean, that's. You know, and you and I know the business. You and I know the broadcasting business very well. And it's all about your diction. It's all about your voice. And I think ultimately that that will be the reason he doesn't get the gig mm-hmm. because of the fact he doesn't have that doesn't have that voice that Alex did. He's got Alex's style. I mean, if you watch the show, you can hear you can clearly see that Ken is is not trying to be Alex, but he's he he learned a lot. There's from an influence Alex. there. Absolutely, there's, there's an Alex influence. Absolutely. Bob Barker was asked several times when he retired, "What's your advice for Drew Carey?" And he said, "Don't be me. Make the show your own." Yeah. And um, you know whether Alex has said that to anybody, I I don't know. But you can clearly see that Ken that Ken is not trying to be Alex, but like you said, the influence is clearly there. I think that some of the transitions going into the commercial breaks. Uh, needed a little tightening up, and those got better as as the week went on. And as you pointed out, Mike, I, I think that the interview with the contestants is there's a little bit of an awkwardness oh, yes. to it. I, I, That's a tough thing to to pull off. It is because it, you've got what like thirty seconds with each guest yeah. or something, you know, and to pull out a meaningful story from people who are not showbiz people who are not good at telling their tale, mm-hmm. and make something relatable out of something that you got on a card a three by five card with you know a, a little so, story so steve it says here that you're an albino urologist what's up with that <laughs> yes and, right? the, and the eight dollar game show guy that was on this week he said my budget for the game show was eight dollars yeah I, you know alex would have would have done more with that alex would have found a way to make that interesting even if it was just a look yeah you know alex would sometimes turn to the camera and just give the look right exactly and he'll just go okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know something like that right i mean again that's something that you know but i think that's something that ken can grow into no question you know no question i mean flashback to when you first started pete in the broadcasting business Mm -hmm. you you remember your first uh your your first time day on the air i mean it's like you know it it probably wasn't you know as good as it is now it was right after we carried lincoln's gettysburg address (laughs) that, uh, that we carried that on the station and i i was on after that playing civil war favorites well you I have something I could say, but I'm not going to say that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. But no, I mean, it, 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 you grow, you grew into the, to the broadcaster you are. Uh, you know, Ken has had broadcasting experiences before. I mean, he's the, like Maureen said, he's hosting other other shows. Mm-hmm. And he, obviously, he's been on Jeopardy. I mean, he was the he's no he's the undisputed greatest of all, greatest of all time. But you know, going from this side of the studio 
being a contestant to behind the podium when it's your show, yeah. when you're the MC, you're the one that keeps everything going. It's a it's a tremendous transition. And if you if you see the interviews that Ken's done since, and they, there haven't been many, because you know Jeopardy's pretty much they keep lids on things very well out there. And but they've done he's done a couple interviews, and he said it's it's a, he has newfound respect for what Alex Trebek did. Well, you know that that's the thing. A good show host makes it look easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in this, that's one thing I've learned from watching this post, Alex, is how difficult that position really is. It really is. You know. Um, just reading the clues and stuff and uh without it sounding too rigid and too uh, robotic you know it, it takes a lot to, to put the personality into a show that is all about the clues i right. think another example of that too was when pat sajak was out on on medical leave and he almost died yeah. during that a lot of people don't yeah. know that he did he was but close. he was desperately desperately ill mm-hmm. and there was concern as to whether or not he was going to make it back and so vanna white had to step in and vanna did okay but when you watched vanna then you saw wow you know say jack is really good yeah. he's a genius and he's really a genius and if you, if you notice the three weeks that vanna did she did get better in weeks two and three but yeah. she literally found out less than six hours before the, the day you know she got called like late night the night before, saying Pat's ill, we need you to fill in. Oh my not, God! Not, not can you do it? You are. You're filling in. You are filling in. Oh my in. God! So I, I would have been changing my my underclothes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's trial by fire. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, wow. well, you know, that's how I started out in broadcasting too. I was told that one morning I was going to train and I'm just going to observe, and then five minutes before the broadcast, I was told you're it, and it was planned all along. But I, it was it's trial by fire. And that's what Vanna got. Now, I think she got better in weeks two and three. She was, you know, she's not Pat. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah. But again, nobody is. Yeah. Nobody could be Pat. Nobody could be Barker. Nobody could be Trebek. Nor, sh- nor should they and be. Nor should they be. Right, right. Nor should they be. Right. And one of the things, of course, that we learned when um, Vanna was hosting Wheel is she really doesn't turn the, the letters no, on. Yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden, when she was at the podium hosting the show, the letters magically would yep. appear right or, or well, mickey mouse would yep. do it they or had, something had and mickey of, never touched anything yep, yep i was gonna say that that was it they it was a, Dis, uh, a disney Di- character disney, or something right and yeah. they had like mickey or minnie or whatever and uh, they 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 started the first one with with mickey making the motion to the to the letter but then as the normal thing for vanna to do was to walk from side to side yep. and touch all the letters mickey or minnie didn't if the letter wasn't right by them, they just kind of like looked at the board and, and the gestured or waved yep. an arm or something. Back in the early days of Wheel, and, and they, and really, they, they, they actually turned over them. Yeah. 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 But, you know, now with technology, they do everything from the control room. But if I was a Vanna, I'd be a little worried. <laughs> yeah, well, Vanna's got nothing to worry about. She's, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's I mean, I mean, she's got nothing to worry about because she's as popular as, say, Jack is on that yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 she's got nothing to worry about. <laughs> You know where Vanna's first game show appearance was, right? It wasn't Wheel? No. They were just talking about it, and it escapes me. What, what was it? She was a contestant on The Price is Right. Really? In 1980. Johnny Olsen said, Vanna Johnny White. Johnny Olsen. Come on down. Yep. And, yeah. and then Vanna White came on down, and she looked very good that day in contestant's row. She yeah. got a very uh, risque outfit on. And, um, you know, many years later, Bob Barker came on and goes, 
I wonder what ever happened to Vanna White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, that was good. That was good. But yeah, I mean, you're right that, that the host may, makes a big difference. And, and I think Ken has done admiral, uh, an admiral, a terrific job. And yeah. you know, we have five more weeks of him. Um, I was curious to see how he was going to handle the, the late show, we, the late week shows. Because the five shows, the first show, he's got nervous energy. Then he feels more comfortable than comfortable. You know, it, it, it's a grind. Record by the time you record the Friday show, it's the fifth show of the day, and it's like I was wondering. But he, he got stronger as the week went on, which I think is good. And it, you know, if the producers sit there and they look at they look at his performance, I think he's definitely got a shot. I yeah. really do. Uh, but I, ultimately, Alex uh, hinted he wanted a woman. I think that may be the direction they, they, they go. want to honor those wishes. Well, I, I yeah. think you know, I, I I think that you know Ken would be if he if he would say right now i i want it do you think he would get it i don't know i i i, I don't think he would i don't think he would i i think they're going to say you know ken ken we love you but it's a little early yeah it's a little early to be having this conversation yeah, well, you know like i said they have not made a decision i can yeah. tell you, i can tell you that with certainty and they look at a lot of things you know yeah. they, they 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 look at uh, at q scores which is how an audience relates to a, a performer uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus groups and, oh, yeah. and testing that goes on they behind do a ton the scenes. Ton of research, and, ton of research. And, uh, yeah. It's not just you know at the end of the day, yeah, Mike Richards is going to pick who Mike Richards is, is going to pick, but he's going to look at a hell of a lot of research before he makes that decision. Mm-hmm. Will it be solely his decision? No, it'll be a lot of the Sony Picture Studios folks. They're all going to get together and make the decision, but Mike's going to have a major say in it. Now, is Jeopardy strictly an ABC network show, or is it seen on on different? It's seen on different shows. It's seen, it's seen on different uh, channels. Okay. Um, so so ABC television, like here in New York, it's seen on, on WABC TV. And in Philadelphia, it's on WPVI, which I think is also uh, owned by Disney, mm-hmm. as is WABC. So would, would Disney or would uh, ABC television... Do they have any input into this at all, or is it no? Because they, it's a franchise, right? Yeah. The show. It's a, so it's, you're it's, buying the show. Correct. It's syndicated, and it, it it is on most ABC affiliates around the country. But right. there, are, there are a couple NBC and CBS affiliates where where the show airs. Um, and I think in Alabama, Mississippi, um, it airs at like ten thirty in the morning. Um, I, I believe on on the CBS affiliates and like in Birmingham and. And Deluxe and, and places like that, I think it's uh, there. But the majority of the stations that carry it are ABC affiliates. So let's go back and again just recap on who we're going to see on our television screens in the the months ahead. We've got Ken Jennings, and then next is going to be Mike Richards. Mike Richards for two weeks um, because they ha- they wanted to keep the show flowing, and uh, they just decided to, to to sign Katie Couric for a week. So they decided to give her some time to prepare, which she was supposed to record starting this Monday, this coming Monday. She wasn't going to be ready, so Mike is going to do Monday and Tuesday taping days, which will give two weeks. She's going to be the host after Mike Richards. And then after that, I believe the order is going to be... Hang on a second. got to go back to the text message. Um, Bill Whitaker, 60 Minutes Correspondent Bill Whitaker. Um, and then... Um, Blossom, right? My my Ambiali. Yes, my yeah. So and then there's going to be additional guest hosts. And then the football guy. And Aaron, Aaron. Rodgers will. Yeah, they're they're putting him last because of, they don't know how long his season's going to last. Mm. And the Jeopardy season is going to be taping until mid mid April. So they're going to be having guest hosts until mid April. So we'll get we'll get word of who they are. I mean, I I've heard names 
of, of who they're looking at. And, and most of the names I've heard have been, you know, celebrities, uh, not celebrities or well-known people that, you know, but again, some of them, I mean, do I associate, you know, Katie Couric with Jeopardy? Do I, I see her? I was going to ask you, how do you think she's going to fit into I that? Think, I think she'll do fine. But I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that, you know, folks like you and Maureen, I have long time shows. I, I just think that you're so used to a certain style. Mm. Ken Jennings brings that style. I'm not sure about Katie Couric. I'm, you know, I want to. I want to give her a chance, though. Oh, definitely. And you know, I, I've said to Pete lately, there are some people that I would like to see as a guest host, just for the fun of it, but not with an eye of a long term commitment. Anyone like, that you can think of, right? Right Jeopardy off the bat. Jeopardy James. Jeopardy James. Okay. You know, I, this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. James Holzauer compared to Ken Jennings. I could totally, and I, before this all happened, I could say, I could see Ken hosting this show. Conversely, I can't see James hosting this show. James is the type of guy who, he's basically, he's anti, he, he's, he's got social, he's not very... People person. He's not a very, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have that kind of style that Ken has. It's like, you know, James is the type of guy who doesn't really go out, out much. You know, he's, he's, he's not, you know, he's not... He doesn't have that, so he's socially awkward. Yeah, you know his jokes were always awkward on the show during the interview segments. I could never in a million years think he would be the host. I don't. He think was he'd fun because he was crazy and daring. Yeah. as a contestant. And, but and, and, yeah, that I, doesn't make a, a good no, host. Uh, no, I think he was a great contestant, and he proved that by doing all he did. Um, but I don't think he'll even get a, a spot. What I about Brad Rutter? Brad Rutter, on the other hand. Don't be surprised if he is a serious contender for the job. Mm. Yeah, I uh, could see him. Yep. And, uh, and again, he, he looks good on camera. Yep. He's glib. Mm-hmm. He's got that personality. He's got the traditional Jeopardy look. Knows the game. He knows it well. He's one of the greatest of all time, no question. Um, and he's got the he's got that he's got the it factor. Um, Ken does and he doesn't. Like you said, his voice is you know somewhat. He reads the clues too fast. Like Maureen said, though, that'll come in time. He'll 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 fix that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think Brad. I think we'll see Brad. Although nothing is confirmed yet, I do think we'll see Brad before the end of the year. Okay, I'm going to throw in a wild card. Oh. And Maureen said to me, we were talking about this last night when we were prepping for the show, and she was like, "What? No." What about that crazy bartender? Remember that the crazy bartender is very flamboyant. Oh, from uh, from New York. Yes. yes. What was his name? Is it Aaron something? Aaron, we're all blanking on oh, the guy's gosh. name. Mike is going to try and look it up. I got to ask Mr. G here. You probably are our listeners who are, follow Jeopardy. You know who we're talking oh, about? Oh yeah, the guy with the sprizzy hair. Yeah, and he, didn't he have a beard too? Yep. And he was like, and he would always do when they would introduce when Johnny Gilbert would say, and from the Bronx, New York, Austin a Rogers. bartender, Austin, Austin Rogers. Rogers. I knew he would do, he would do some kind of little shtick with, with his hands. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I see more and more contestants doing that yeah. when the camera goes on them and Johnny Gilbert is introducing the contestant. They do a little shtick. Yeah. Is are they encouraged to do that, or is this just something that has organically developed on the show? It's organically developed. And James started it, and, and, and a lot of people... James has had a huge influence on the show. He's completely changed the way contestants go about the board. They go for the bigger totals first. They make bigger wagers on the, on the daily doubles. That, but that's kind of just developed the way he started it, and others have kind of imitated him. You know, there's, there's nothing saying you can or can't do that. They just kind of do it. Austin Rogers, you say. Austin Rogers, Okay, yeah. what do you think of his, his shot as 
a guest host. I think he has the personality. I mean, he, he had a good personality on the show. He's very knowledgeable. He loves the show. Um, I don't know if he would go over nationally, though. I don't think, like, if, if people sitting around the dining room table watching Jeopardy saying, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if he has that it factor. The danger I, is he can't be the show, you know, and some of the shtick, some of the shtick that he did, I think might be okay if you're a contestant, but if you're a host, you kind of play by a different set of you rules. You do, and, and that's that's example of James. James was a fabulous contestant. He was good at what he did. He was, you know, he was a man of few words. In the interview segments, you know, thirty seconds for this for contestant. Thirty. He, James would very often very say, say very little. So I don't see him as a role. I don't. I don't think he'll get a get a, an audition. I could see Austin getting a uh, getting a audition. Yeah, what do you think, Hon? Long term, well, no, I don't think he would get uh, again, it. Again, I. I would love to see him for a week, just for just for the sheer fun value of it and what he would bring to the table. Long term, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see him as the ultimate uh, replacement. Well, yeah, I, I now there's this thing that I'm about to tell you. Take it for what it's worth. Ken Jennings had six weeks, six 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 taping days. You know, the others are getting a week. Mm-hmm. The others are getting a week. Um. At least as of now, that's the plan. Maybe Kitty Couric's rumored to maybe get a second week. But the fact that they, they, they tossed the show to Ken, I, I, I think that he basically is saying, it's your job to lose. I think I, that, that's, mm. and I, 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 that's my personal feeling on it. Now, whether that actually happens or not, I don't know. But when I, when I heard, first heard that, knowing the business the way I do, I said, Interesting. Ken Jennings gets six weeks. Now, you can make the argument saying, well, Alex passed away on November 8th. They didn't want to shut down um, production all that long. They taped this week's show that just aired this week on November 30th, Monday, November 30th. They taped next week's shows on December 1st. So they may have just wanted to get back into it, and they figured Ken is the best person to do that. That's one way to look at it. Or why would they give him six weeks if they didn't think that he had a serious shot at it? Yeah, I think he definitely had the serious shot at it. And the, the fact that in this last season, uh, they brought him in as a, a, a producer or something. or and, and they also had him hosting some of the, um, the clues. clues. Yeah. So he, I, they, I felt that they were grooming him for the replacement. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think that Mike Richards, I don't know if he would select Ken personally. I think there are a lot of people within the Sony Pictures family that would so i do think ken has a chance but ultimately my gut feeling is he will not get the gig yeah that was a very very interesting comment that you made early in the show that i think that we have not seen the permanent host yet yeah i i just get that feeling pete and maureen i just i don't think we've seen him or her on on air yet wow well, this has been fascinating, and I really appreciate your coming down here, Mike. I'll see you in 25 shows. Right. <laughs> our guest has been Mike Barker, who uh, is our resident game show expert here. He is also an amateur meteorologist who I find to be seldom ever wrong when predicting <laughs> those big snowstorms. And that'll be your next appearance, Mike, talking about your your uh, weather forecasting. Well, it's going to, well, here in the New Jersey area, real quick, I mean, it's going to start turning cold here in the next couple of weeks. So we have a shot at some storms here as we go into February. There you go. You got it. <laughs> straight from Mike's mouth. So uh, we'll see you in about uh, 
25 weeks. I'll be waiting for the invite. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Barker. Thank you, our friends, for listening to Mixing It Up with Pete Maureen. And until next week, I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. Goodbye, God bless you, and thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening.